Hello everyone, this is the Crowcast Season 2, Episode 4, and with you today is Ian and me, Austin, and we're going to be discussing EA's Vadergate. Recently, EA has released Star Wars Battlefront 2, and a lot of people have actually been liking the gameplay of it and how it looks, but when it comes to some of the mechanics and the grinding of it, that's where a lot of issues came up. When we say Vadergate, what we're referring to is the... The Watergate scandal. And the, the amount of time that it takes for one to get Vader in the game. Now, when the game first was released, it did have microtransactions in it. Now, these microtransactions, they were for both loot boxes and unlocking things like characters and abilities. Now, this doesn't exactly sound too out of the norm for some games. However, when it comes to just the scale of getting it legitimately in-game or simply entering your debit card number, it is a big, big difference. Most microtransactions just include cosmetic effects, like, for instance, the recent Destiny that came out and Battlefield, whatever it is. But Star Wars Battlefront went a step further and decided that you can get advantages in these crates. For instance, you can get stronger grenades, you can get better abilities, you can get characters, I think. And you can get the in-game currency. Star Wars Battlefront has two different types of currency. Currency 1, which you can pay for, and Currency 2, which I don't know what it's called. And I don't either. But you can get it in-game through regular grind. The currency that you pay for has 20 times the the worth of the regular in-game currency. Now, I don't know what the currency to, to real-life money conversion rate is, but in order to, for instance, get the, the Stormtrooper crate, you'll only need 200 of the pay-to-win currency, where you'll, you'll need 4,000 regular currency. And just that number itself, 20 times... That's a big difference between just a regular currency that you grind for or what you pay with for actual dollars. And not only that, but this is a game that you've already paid just $60 for, for the base game alone. And up to, I think, $80 if you got some sort of deluxe or pre-order edition. Now, obviously, as as implied, you can get everything just by playing the game and not spending a dime. However, the real uproar that was caused by this was when players saw the cost of Darth Vader, who was available for free in the first Battlefront. If I remember correctly, Darth Vader was worth 40,000 credits. That's after they reduced it. It's, it was 60000 originally. Even worse. And for that original price, it was estimated to take around anywhere from 30 to 40 plus hours of grinding the game for currency, not spending any currency on anything else just to buy Vader. In response to public backlash, they reduced it to 75%. But they also didn't mention it they reduce the amount of currency you can get in the in-game campaign by 70% as well, which increases the impact of multiplayer gained currency, but at the same time, not everyone has the time for so much multiplayer. And what's the point of, of 
decreasing the price of things by 75% if you're gonna decrease the currency by 75% as well. It's just a, a hidden, nothing has changed. And then even if you were to have caved in and bought it, you still had to grind and level up abilities and get abilities for this character that you just paid real money for on top of the game. So whether or not you did it legit or pay to win, you were still going to have to do a lot of grinding to make this character worthwhile. This brings to question the question, how much time should you spend grinding just to get the poster characters of a game? And in this example, with Battlefront 2, you see Darth Vader and all these amazing characters that you're just like, I want to play as this character. But then when they're locked behind hours and hours of grinding or a paywall, it, it, kind, of, it kind of makes you not want to get them just because it would take so long and then even more time afterwards just so that you could learn them and get used to them and make them good. In Pokemon, for example, they got the box art legendaries, and in basically every single game, you have an encounter with that legendary with the Master Ball, which is a catch-anything ball. You're guaranteed to get it. When it comes to the amount of time that it takes, Star Wars Battlefront isn't the sort of game that it, it, it hasn't been designed for people spending long hours through the nights to play with on their computer. It's designed for families, and D Disney specifically has wanted it to be designed for families because they want to keep that image of the Star Wars franchise. However, when you think about playing a game like this as a family, you think of perhaps the, the mother and the father working or going to school, and the children, they may not be 15-year-old high school edgelords. Not everyone is going to have as much time as perhaps someone who's in college and has plenty of time to game when they're not doing work. Making the, the poster things, the, the poster characters, the characters that you want to play as, that you buy the game to play as, available only after hours and hours and hours of work and grind, it's not the best for the image of the, the family game. And not only that, but EA didn't make this any better for themselves when they posted a response on Reddit to the whole situation. They had said that based on beta input or something like that, they chose these prices specifically based on that data. But where is that data? And not only that, but they also stated that they wanted unlocking a character like Vader to feel, to have a feeling of self-accomplishment. But they contradict their own statement when you can just pay a few dollars to unlock Vader. There's not much self-accomplishment in money. And because of this, in only five days' time, it became the most downvoted comment on Reddit in its entirety. With about 30 times more downvotes than the previous most downvoted comment. And that one was literally asking to be downvoted, to try and become the most downvoted post. And it was posted a few months ago. And while EA has since removed microtransactions from the game, have they reduced the price even further, or is it still 40,000 credits for about the same time of grinding? I believe that it's still 45,000. I haven't seen any information saying otherwise, and I don't actually own the game. 
So having all this public backlash and having microtransactions being withheld for some time, the investors of the game are not very happy. For instance, the EA stock has lowered by about 7% as of the moment, which is a considerable margin when it comes to stock. And Disney themselves talked to the, the CEO of EA asking him to fix the, the situation. That brings to question, is, are the, the investors' opinions, the, the opinions of money in mind, more important than the opinions of the players? Microtransactions have been disabled temporarily, but temporarily is the important word there. That means they're going to return. Now, this may be a little off topic, however, but the game Titanfall 2 released, I think, a few months ago at this point. When it was released, um, it had microtransactions, but purely for cosmetics, and you could buy exactly what you wanted. Whether it was for a specific weapon, specific type of class, anything. It was all there, individually, and you could pay for it. That was it. And recently, EA has actually bought the developing comp- the company that developed Titanfall 2 for, I think, about a billion dollars. That's a considerable sum. And Titanfall 2 was wildly successful because of its fun gameplay and the microtransactions were purely cosmetic and they were exactly what you wanted if you decided to buy any. While compared to this whole mess with EA and Battlefront 2 in which the characters that you did want were either about 40 hours of grinding away or a couple bucks out of your pocket. This was Cast Season 2, Episode 4. See you next time. See ya.